Good morning to you. Good morning to everybody. Good morning. Good morning, world. <laughs> All right. It's a good morning. So it's the Wednesday talk, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. We get to talk about what's happening, how people are reacting, responding to our conversations, how uh, how people are feeling about uh, uh, what's happening on our pages. I get a lot of DMs, uh, a lot of feedback on what's happening on other pages. I find that that we're uh that we're in a good in a good place, in a good place for conversation. The unbullshitified chat is fantastic if people just shoot from the hip and I absolutely love it. Good morning to all of you. Good morning to um to everybody. It's Wednesday. It feels like it's two thousand twenty five. It's such a crazy couple of weeks. Um how are things looking on our social media? How are you Great. feeling about uh I I'm seeing a, a a reach of over 10 million regularly which yeah. is fantastic. Folks, when I tell you when I tell you that beyond you know there, there there's a there's a marketing aspect to this of course. So there's a marketing aspect to you know what what we'll refer to as as the the um Steve brand in that sense mm -hmm. where it's it's uh, unstoppable self-confidence there is that is that aura of and i truly believe uh, the idea of understanding human behavior uh, and it's and it's marriage to business and just personal life uh, better than most but also in the aspect that you all get to know in our little private group you know there's there's steve from long island yeah and um and when I tell you what it is to have gone through um, the type of childhood, the type of parents, the 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 type of schooling, uh, to have gone through those ups and downs, and to have gone through um, living life in these in not ideal ways. Um, Growing up with with the opposite of unstoppable self confidence, maybe at times when I look back, what might might be crippling insecurity, um, to to now having people read my thoughts, an average of of just ten million reaching just ten million. You know how many people that is? It's insane to think at one point in my life and I remember distinctly feeling this way as a kid. And when I say kid, I mean I mean teenage years all the way up to don't forget had it not been for my friends spouses there wouldn't even be a book. Wow. Not that first one mm -hmm. for sure. These were just thoughts I had to myself and and at that time still like who would these are these are thoughts for me. These are just reminders to myself, observations of my own life that I'm just having on my own. Never mind, why the hell would anyone want to um, um, – why the hell would I um, – can you guys not hear this okay? Or was it just a bunch of clicking and fumbling? Can you all hear this okay? Somebody let me know. Before I continue, let me know if you can if you can hear this okay.
Awesome. So I'll continue. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, construction persists. So if you heard a bunch of fumbling and, and clicking and that, that was just, uh, what it is. Um, so I go through this, this, this period of, of insecurity or not confident enough to think anyone would want to hear what I said, even as a young soldier at that time, I was confident in my ability to be a soldier. I was confident in my ability to get myself through a day. I was confident if I was put in a leadership position, uh, I was confident enough to get my team through that day. I knew how to not panic. I knew how to execute um, anything to do with my any of the firearms that I was in charge of or anyone in my team. Um, and, and, and again, combat felt like second nature to me. Um, but as far as thinking and thoughts and problem solving, and I, I didn't, I was very insecure about that kind of stuff. And again, just trusting using as gauges, uh, not even my friends, their, their spouses, people I don't know. They had no reason to be nice to me. I don't know them. I'm, I'm friends with their boyfriend or husband, or I work with, and we're fellow, uh, soldiers with their boyfriends. I don't know them. And, and to have them say, Hey, this is really good. This should be a book. And this is at a time where not everyone had a book. It's pretty easy to just publish books now. But back then is when it was a long shot to get a book published. Um, and for them to say, hey, this is worth that long shot. This could survive that long shot. Um, I never forget. And there's still some of them that I'm in contact with. And I remind them like, hey, when they send me a message that says, hey, Steve, it's so cool when I see my friend sharing your stuff and you really have an impact on them. And I tell them, hey, I know that guy. I knew him when he was a when he was a young soldier. I know him. And, and I'll reply back to them. Not only do you know him, me, um, but you're a vital reason of why they're reading that, because you were one of the people who told me, hey, this should be in a book. Hey, you should say this out loud. And so. um when we forward now, Steph, to me in my mid-40s having 20-plus years of, of people really resonating with the way I look at life, the way I, I celebrate life, and the way I suffer through life. And, and having it resonate with them is, you know, it, it's on brand, on Steve Maraboli brand, it's like, yes, onward, slow and steady, we got this. But just as a person, like, psh, like, wow, you know, wow, like that's when I see someone have a tattoo of one of the quotes and they send us, we get several a week. I post some of them. Um, some of them aren't in appropriate places for me to post, but I post some of them and it, and it's, again, on brand, it's, hey, thank you. I'm honored. This is amazing. Looks great. But Personally, it's a, it's a, someone just put my thoughts onto their body so that they can have it with them forever. And so that everyone they love and who sees that is going to talk to them about that. And I can't even express for, as a writer, mm -hmm. there are no words <laughs> to express what an actual feeling that is for, for and I've shared the story with all of you for, for a kid who was as a teenager told he had a learning disability mm -hmm. that we needed to put you in, in, in slower classes so you can graduate. 
I had an assistant principal once tell me our school had a main principal and four assistant principals. So each grade in high school had their own assistant principal. And I had one of those assistant principals tell me like, hey, and in his defense, I, I wasn't attentive in school. It bored me. I told you all. I was going home and reading epic works from incredible thinkers. And then the stuff they were teaching me in, in public school just wasn't interesting me. But so in his defense, that's what he saw. Um, and he, I remember him telling me, and this is one of those victory stories. I remember him telling me, um, hey, man, maybe, maybe take up like painting or like plumbing or some sort of vocation like that so that you can be a productive member of society. Wow. I'll never forget that because I, it was a, maybe one of the first times I saw somebody see me that way. Like, hey, go put a paintbrush in your hand and make, make that blue wall red. Mm -hmm. And that's way, that's how you can function in our society. And I remember thinking in my head that it could have been, my life could be bigger than that. Because that's, that's, while it's admirable work and while it's, it's something to be really proud of and it's honest work, that's what I came from. Mm -hmm. That's the immigrant work that I came from, and my parents wanted so much more for me than that, and 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 I saw that in their eyes of of how hard they worked, and then to think, and I had always had that uh, be belief that you have to move the ball a little bit, you know, each generation moves the ball a little bit, a little bit better, if even slightly better, uh, and I'll I'll never forget that. I'll also never forget Steph when I did turn into this version of me. <laughs> Um, having that same assistant principal, this is a decade, maybe a decade and a half after this conversation he had with me, um, him, you know, I'm doing one of my meet and greets at a talk and, uh, and up next is this guy. I'm like, that looks so familiar. And oh my God, it was that guy stuff at a meet wow. and greet had me, had me mm -hmm. <laughs> sign my book for him Oh my God. and, and talked about how, you know, that he he said he's i tell people that you went to our school and 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 i spared him the in your face of hey you don't remember what you said to me yeah i spared him that because again in his defense mm -hmm. he was he was doing what he thought was best for this kid who was not showing his potential and and, and maybe he didn't approach it the the best way but in, in that era that's that's how they did it and so um but that was a victory inside for me like hey a guy who said hey <laughs> you know, learn how to unclog a toilet, said, can you sign my book? Yeah. And so for me, it, it kind of happens that way when I see some of the social media numbers and I see, you know, there was, you know, there are times that 50 million people will see a particular thought, you know, yeah. which you see as, as mm -hmm. picture quotes or memes. I just, they're my thoughts. So it'll be 50, 50 million people will see it and, and I'll get in DMs and, and Steph, you've seen the DMs of, of, you know, Sometimes world leaders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is super helpful. Hey, this was amazing. Like, huh? <laughs> I just saw you on the news and you're thanking me for helping you get through something personal mm -hmm. that you don't see on the news. And so for me, it's, um, it's always an honor and a pleasure. And, and, uh, and it's also fun when you see some of the comments and DMs that are kind of funny and kind of uh, interesting takes on on uh on so, some of the stuff we post you know it's really funny um uh what's what's really funny is there was one this week that was um 
I was laughing at ourselves mm-hmm. because we're in a we're in a we're in that era of of like intuition and mm-hmm. energy doesn't lie and you can read energy and that kind of stuff. Uh, we're in the empath era, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so as with any era that we're in, I think it's funny I, because I think that we have been and always will be in the primates are primates era <laughs> and primates behave like primates era. And so um, and so I find the rest of it fun and I love I ride the wave. I get when I see the new waves, I get my surfboard yeah. and I'm ready to ride the the wave. And if it's going to help empower and inspire, then I'm a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um so, but I, in laughing at ourselves, there was one uh, this uh, this week that was um, talking about how intuitive people are and how often you hear like, you know, I have this intuition and my I'm energy, I can read energy. And, and I was joking because how often it happens to me that you're talking to this about somebody who has just dated five assholes in a row. You know, and <laughs> yeah. so it's like, wait, you're telling me how your intuition's spot on, but there's and and usually they laugh. Most people laugh. Most people uh-huh. kind of like, and people who are familiar with me know that I do this and mm-hmm. laugh. Where I'll say, yeah, it's me. I see the red flags, and I'm like, slalom time. Yeah. Let's avoid them. Let's avoid them. We see them, <laughs> but no, we don't. We see them, but no, we don't. And so I laugh at myself. Um, and so I laugh at those type of situations, but some of the people, because we reach such a broad audience, some of the audience has no idea who I am. They've never seen a video like this. They've never walked through the city with me and hear me mock mm-hmm. just about everything. And so, <laughs> uh, and, and haven't heard me mock, you know, li- don't listen to our podcast, which, you know, again, I poke fun at everything mm-hmm. and I am extremely harsh on myself because again i'm here we're all in this zoo i think planet earth is a zoo and it's hilarious and i'm in the zoo with you it's not like i'm looking outside in i'm in and we're all hilarious and so um some of the comments were you know people laughing at themselves like oh yes that's me oh my god but some people like this isn't this isn't funny to, to you know this this thought there was one that was like uh uh this isn't a great way to to uh, make fun of people. I'm like, hey, there's a picture of Kermit the Frog <laughs> and a laughing face emoji on the meme itself. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously laughing. This is obviously funny yeah. to me that we do take ourselves so seriously, but also completely lie to ourselves, ignore these things. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that is funny. But so stuff with reaching these larger broader audiences you do see uh that kind of that kind of reaction and again on something that there's literally a picture of kermit the frog yeah do you know what i don't put on very serious like oh these are huge behavioral insights Uh that you should take seriously a picture of kermit the frog right and side note not that it's important a laughing face emoji Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, that is a good one. And we do have to laugh at ourselves, especially, especially when, um, uh, especially when we're talking about relationships, which is the crux of most of our stresses in life. It's what finances, Mm -hmm. relationships and work. And a lot of times they kind of mix in, you know, a lot of times they mix in. And so to laugh at ourselves that we do stay in this, and stay in this cycle. Um, when I talk about that, that psychological prison, 
that we that we put ourselves in, right? But worse than it's worse than prison because in prison you can see the bars, yeah. right? But in a psychological prison you don't see the bars and you're in there and you feel like you're locked in there, but the door's not locked. <laughs> you walked into a cell and closed the door behind you and it's still not locked, but you close the door and you're like, "Oh man, how do I get out?" And then when someone, in this case me, makes fun of ourselves and say, look at this prison we put ourselves in. We say this, 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 but then we ignore these signs. We ignore this. Why do we do this to ourselves in funny? Why do we find ourselves in these same situations? So that's I look at that as me saying, hey, hey, look, the door's open. The door's open. Why are we in here? That's hilarious. Why are we staying in a place? we Nobody said we have to stay and nobody locked the door. And we're complaining about being in this prison. I open the door with something funny or something insightful. I'm like, hey, look, the door's open. Let's get out of here. That's hilarious that we sat in there. And most of the people are like, yeah, this is crazy. Why are we in here? But we do have a percentage of the people that are like, wait, yeah. but I do feel the energy and I do intuit. But because I'm an empath, I allow for – and all you're saying is is you are telling me why when I open the door and say, hey, why are we in here? You're telling me why you reach over and close the door back again. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'm, but I like to believe that there's something real. And I tell, but, and you say all the word salad that you mm-hmm. hear from nonsense gurus, you spit out that word salad and it's this empathic energy that comes <laughs> from, and then you start closing the door and lock yourself back in and then continue to suffer from the same cycle that makes you require those gurus. And so for me, I find that so funny because in relationship, we do have to take that ownership and say like, hey, wait, like I say, I would slalom through the mm-hmm. red flag. That's me laughing at excruciating heartbreak at times. Yeah. And I still go through it. It's I still start realizing, wait, is, am I am I chasing? Like, am I chasing this? Am I? And so, wait a second. Well, how did this? How did this turn? In, am I chasing this? Like, is this a a thing that I'm chasing? Am I accepting? Am I accepting behavior that I wouldn't normally accept because? because i'm chasing so you still fall into this these same things and you if you don't laugh at it in order to laugh at it you have to identify it and and somewhat understand it you notice how people don't get jokes Mm -hmm. when they say i don't get jokes you don't understand the premise so it can't be funny to you so for me i try to get make things funny so you can you can understand the premise and when you do understand the premise you say oh yeah you're right you're right. I I that I do that. That's yeah. really funny. Why do I do that? And then you can work on how to stop doing that. And it's and it's a and it's funny. So because you can say you can then see somebody at some point and be like, "Oh, look, there's a person who's, you know, hot cold, hot cold, hot cold and know that they're a complete nightmare to deal with." And you can laugh at your initial instinct like, "Hey, are they single?" Because you're like, oh, oh, look, a complete night nightmare. I wonder if they're single. And you can laugh at that. Be like, oh, there I go again. There I go again. Look, a complete nightmare. I wonder if they're available to drive me crazy until I finally figure it out again. You know, so you, you, you have to laugh at that. I mean, you don't have to. You can be miserable the rest of your life. Oh, but you can laugh at that so that, so that you do, um, rise, beyond or be able to mm-hmm. to grow out of that um and for me that's uh that that's that's completely worth it that's funny we put up a 
a question in your experience if your initial gut instinct tells you that something feels off is it usually correct so many comments and i think the majority of 99% of the comments was yes but, I, but am but i, you know I feel like happened? i'm the only one who's like no it's no <laughs> My gut instinct is not always correct. No, no, my gut instinct is often <laughs> it's wrong. Often no, wrong. Here's the thing: a lot of times, it's it's a difficult thing to to assess, and it's kind of a trick question. Mm -hmm. But it's a difficult thing to assess because you you know whether it's on or off based on um, your own interpretation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us don't like to lose. So we'll say things like, you know, we don't see it coming. Yeah. And so we, we see the sheep's clothing. We don't see the wolf, right? And so when they reveal as a wolf, we're like, I always knew there was something <laughs> off. And I should have followed. You didn't know you shit. Didn't know. They got you. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> Again, we're primates. Sometimes they get you. So, like, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. You didn't see shit coming. <laughs> And so, but, but sometimes you do see it coming mm -hmm. and you do see the flags. You know, I've gotten hit with flags and no flags mm -hmm. where I honestly saw some flags and said, oh, you know, maybe, maybe it, you say stupid shit to yourself. Like, oh, maybe, you know, this open space will allow them to be a little more honest, mm -hmm. a little more. And you, you say that kind of stuff to yourself. And with some people it is, but with some people it's not. And then, and then when it doesn't work out, you're like, fuck like i knew it and i and i didn't find i wanted it so bad mm -hmm. that i allowed myself to be in this vulnerable position of hurt and sometimes that that's is what it is right other times some people you just don't see it coming mm -hmm. some people just seem something and then it turns out they're not or they are that thing except for this particular situation haven't you seen that i i've met people like that where they're amazing 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 and then you see how they act like in a particular stressful situation and you're like, oh, that's an eyebrow razor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like you are awesome when everything's fine. But I just saw something when things turned a little not fine and you went from zero to a hundred <laughs> as far as as far as tantrums. Mm -hmm. Like you're like as adult tantrums go and like, oh, I got to I got to pay attention to that. Because that's, you know, if you haven't noticed, life offers a lot of those stressful situations. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see that behavior a lot. They're showing you how they behave in those situations. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see that a lot. And then you can kind of decide if it's flags, no flags. Um, I like to use the, the, the eggs in a basket analogy. Once you see those flags, you start weighing, like, are the, is this a basket I can put my eggs in kind mm -hmm. of thing? And so, but with that intuition, it is kind of tricky because we do like to have this retroactive kind of continuity to it. We want to have this idea that we were not as gullible as we thought because we have words like gullible mm -hmm. as opposed to trusting, as opposed to, you know, I, I get this a lot because it's, it's, I don't find myself gullible. I see the math. I see primates as primates. I know that most people, when they're initially talking to you, they're lying to you. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're lying like, <laughs> let me mm -hmm. deceive. No, they're telling you a story, their life story. Um, and their intention 
isn't to lie to you. They're they're being, and if if we if we can understand this, they're being truthful, but they're not being honest. Hmm. Like there's a there's a there's a difference, you know. So they're they're being truthful, but they're not being honest in the sense of like, oh, you know, I went through this and I went through this, and that is true. Mm-hmm. They're leaving out a whole bunch. <laughs> So they're they're you are they are happily misunderstood that you're taking the story a certain way. Yeah. Um. And when we do the the influence show, the what the influence and manipulation show for here, not the podcast mm-hmm. version that we did. When we do the show for here, I'm going to talk about that because some people are going to be like, "Wait a second, what do you mean the difference between being truthful and being honest?" There are ways you can be truthful and honest, and that's what marketing companies do. Mm-hmm. Marketing companies, when they do market to you, just like psychological warfare in the military, remember it's called marketing <laughs> when you are doing it not in military terms. But they're still looking for the thing. If they say, hey, we, we need to be truthful legally, we have to be truthful. Mm-hmm. But, that's, but when then they point something out and you say, ah, but that's dishonest, they will correct you. That dude, you're not here for honest. We're here for truthful. Is what we're saying the truth? Well, technically, yeah. There is only technically. Right. Is it the truth? Yes. But people are gonna think you mean this, and that's dishonest. That's go to church then. We're in marketing. That's what they'll tell you. Go to church then. We're in marketing. And by the way, the church, maybe not where you want to go for the difference between truthful and honesty. And so 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 there are people who tell their story like that. So when you meet someone, they say, oh, hi, hi, hi. And it's I joke about it like every ex, it's mm-hmm. 100 to nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they You were a saint and amazing and all you did was love and care for them and they were monsters. And different words for monsters. We, we apply our own psychological labels. We diagnose <laughs> them. We do all kinds of stuff. We throw in 100 rumors and, and we do all of that stuff. And everyone does that. And anyone who's typing, I don't do that, you do it the most. <laughs> like, everyone does that. And so you assume they're lying to you in the sense, not out of malice, but no one's going to come and meet you and say, hey, nice to meet you. I really messed up my last relationship. This is this and that. And this is what they did. And this is what I did. And we kind of all just poison everywhere at some point. I probably should have cut it a while ago. But then again, you know, I was coming off this thing where I kind of just went out with too many people at once. You know, you know, every now and then you sleep with some people you didn't want to sleep with and you shouldn't have. And you're like, oh no one's saying God. that. Nobody is saying oh that. So you get the resume version of themselves <laughs> and they're not maliciously lying to you. And they may be being truthful to you, but they're not being honest. And and so I usually assume that. And so when a person turns into something that I find incompatible, I still don't look at them as liars or anything like that. Because again, understanding primates, we only have our agreement with reality. They may be, this is the thing with when people talk politics and people talk religion and people talk these things. You may see that they're obviously lying, but that's to you. They may... They'll pass a lie detector. They're being deceitful, but they're not lying. And that's why you have to recognize it. And when there is diagnoses of some sort of narcissistic Mm -hmm. sociopathy, something like that, you have to understand that they aren't lying. What they're saying is ridiculous, but they're not lying. And so we have to pay attention to that when people tell us their stories. And so 
And so for me, I never really look at it that way. I give everyone the leeway I would want. Um, and so uh, knowing that when, when they do reveal themselves to be something other than I thought, um, I don't look at myself as being gullible or that I'm oh, just overly trusting. I don't think I'm overly trusting either. I just go about my life. And if you are someone who wants to go about your life lying and deceiving, that's fine. The longevity of your relationships are always going to be short because you're playing a short game. There is no long game in what you're playing. And and that sucks for you. And I'll, it'll hurt my feelings. Um, but again, it's not. I won't even classify it as you're good, you're bad. Uh, if anything, I would just tell you, hey, you're playing a short game. So don't be surprised that all your stuff is short and your excitement and your relationships are all short and fiery. Um, you're playing a short game. You want the longevity. You got to play a long game. And the longest game to play is the one that requires the least amount of memory. The more lies you tell, the better memory you have to have. <laughs> so the most honest, insightful, and freeing relationships are the ones that really don't require as much memory. You just say what you say. You feel the way you feel. And if it's compatible, awesome. And then you have the ability to be you. And you have the ability to have someone celebrate, even if they disagree with you. I know a lot of people in my life who are close to me who I disagree with on a lot of issues. But I love them and they're close to me because they're being honest and truthful. And no one has to remember what the da-da-da. Remember, folks, for those of you keeping track or in shitty relationships currently, um, can I share a quick little lying hack? Yeah. Can I do a lying hack? <laughs> Let me do a, a lying hack. Um, not that anyone asked. We really have to, Steph. If if you can, if you can write this down uh, somewhere, we really have to. When we do the um, the show on manipulation and 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 um, influence, let's also talk about lying and what how to spot it. I think people would love a how to spot lying one hundred and one kind mm -hmm. of quick little conversation while in there um so um uh so yeah so with liars real quick what i talk about you don't need the memory so one of the interesting things about how to catch a liar so i think i have some quotes out there on this where i talk about statements you know lies come in sentence mm -hmm. i mean uh truth comes in in sentences and lies come in paragraphs yeah you know, and, and so that's why all the small print is always fucking paragraph like this. <laughs> um, but the reality of it is where that stems from is the psychology of lying. So in, in a lie, you're creating a, a false. You're creating a story, not, not reliving or reflecting on a story that you actually experienced. You're creating a story. So you're, you're, you're making one up. And so what we call that is memorizing right so two things to notice on a liar is liars lie in detail remember this liars lie in detail so they're telling a story and you can't just skip like if you ask someone honestly um Hey, you know, and you're in some sort of toxic relationship where, where you, the trust is starting to go and rightfully so. And we've all been in these types of situations, but you ask that person, Hey, so, um, how was, how was Friday night? Honest person will be like, 
Uh, it was all right. It was good. It was it was it was fun. It was cool. Just whatever. You'll get some answer like that that might have some detail to it, but it'll be kind of um, not interesting and not so detailed. And you could re read that as off putting or whatever it is. But the liar is going to have detail. the The liar. Um, the liar will be, oh, it was great, you know, oh, first we went out, you know, I wore those things, that, right, remember how you used to love those shoes, like, I wore those things, and we went to the thing, and we got there about 8 o'clock-ish, and we had a couple of drinks, not a lot, just a couple of drinks, like two drinks, and this, and then I go, and then I ran into someone, remember, remember that movie we saw, and there was that guy who was the butler, I saw a guy that looked exactly like him, it was crazy, and my, and you start, you start hearing this story that's so detailed. Oh, and then about 10.30, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, something happened by phone. I had to reset it around like 11 o'clock or something. I think I remember saying it was like 10.55, my phone. I had to reset. All of this detail is incredible. And so you can be sure that that's a flag that someone's telling you a story they've memorized. Liars lie in detail. Now, it doesn't mean that's always true. It's just a flag that it could be true. And important, why I keep saying they memorize a story. Interesting thing about humans. Um, we memorize from beginning to end, from front to back. Mm -hmm. So a way to trip up a liar who is awfully detailed is bring them through that story backwards and watch them fuck up. <laughs> Watch them panic and sweat and fuck up. Perfect example. Um, Steph, you know the alphabet. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. You've memorized the alphabet. Yes. Say it backwards. Uh, no, I can't. Z. Right. See how, see how you pause <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, did he just tell me to say? You have to pause and go through it and go through it front and back. To It'll take you a long time to get it right backwards. Yeah. You'll be sweating your whole way through it. You know why? Because you don't know the alphabet. Mm -hmm. You've memorized the story of the alphabet. All right. Okay. From front to back. Mm -hmm. A, B, C. Like you know how it, because you've memorized it as a story in your head from mm -hmm. front to back. And you're really just narrating the story that we know. When I tell you, tell me that same story backwards, mm -hmm. you can't. That's how humans memorize wow. things from front to back. You tell it backwards, you're going mm -hmm. to fuck it up. And so when people tell you that, that story that oh and then it was time remember on awesome just listen this is great love these details so wait what'd you do before oh i thought oh i thought you said oh but I, 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 it's going to be the same of asking somebody to do the the alphabet backwards <laughs> if they're telling the truth they'll tell you yeah and there won't be any sweating or stuttering mm -hmm. uh what i do before that I think we just had a couple of drinks. Like it's, it's not, there's no sweating to it. Mm -hmm. There's no anything to it. You'll watch. You see how, when I asked you and you are in no danger of any trouble or mm -hmm. anything, I said, tell me the alpha, al alphabet backwards. You said, no, um, uh, right away. Yeah. Instant stress. Yeah. And in your no danger, no. imagine someone who's like, aha, you know? <laughs> and so when we were doing, uh, interviews, um, which, which, we call interviews, but the general public might consider interrogations. <laughs> we would, um, you always bring your suspect backwards. 
because oh. they're going to tell you a story forward and you bring them backwards and you see where they mess up or where they were being honest. And so, um, so yeah, so there's a little, a little, uh, uh, hack for, for stories. And then I, again, I mean it um, when people say, Oh, your, your, your books, I wish your books were like longer winded stories. I, I put some stories in there, but even those are short stuff. You've seen them. They, yeah. they start long and they end up three or four paragraphs. Yeah. That's about as long winded as I get because I stick stick by that. I want to be truthful. I want to hit hard. I want to be honest with it. And that's it. You think what you think of it, but at least I, I bled on paper mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the, the longer it gets, the more I'm diluting and the more I'm trying yeah. to shape it for you. And for me, there's, there's a, there's a, a loss of, of integrity mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Not some writers are beautiful. Some writers are, are, will paint you an incredibly beautiful picture, but they're manipulating. Right. It's beautiful manipulation. Mm -hmm. Thank you for setting up that beautiful imagery along with this magical moment that you're writing about. I'm just not that. <laughs> I'm not that writer. Uh, and so, um, but when people are talking to you, another quick way to tell, can I do one more lying yeah. tell? Since we're breaking down all the barriers. Um, one more lying tell is watching where a person looks. So we have tells. They're called tells, like what your body does. And there's mm -hmm. different things. We all know some body languages. So I'm talking to you and they say, so, Steve, what do you think of this? And I go like this. <laughs> You're like, oh, some Steve psychologically protecting himself from right now. Some mm -hmm. Steve doesn't want to talk about. So you see these type of things and, and you know, like the general body languages. If you're talking to someone and their, you know, their legs are pretty, um, they're, they're pretty loose and free and their arms are pretty loose and free. Then you bring something up. They cross their legs and their arms. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to what you just said that caused that reaction subconsciously. So, um, so we have those and most people don't, uh, know those. But what most people don't, hey, remember years ago <laughs> when we did a segment on the podcast yeah. called What Most People Don't Know? Yeah. That was so much that fun. That was fun. And I would be able to perform it that way. What most people don't know. I was so dramatic. <laughs> I want to bring back dramatic, Steve. So um, what was I? Oh, Lie 101. Yes. So, um, so people know like those basic body, uh, those um, basic body tells, those mm -hmm. body language they call it, body tells, right? But what most people don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that the eyes reveal a lot too. And I offer this with the asterisk that you a responsible human being is going to offer it with, mm -hmm. which is this isn't 100% true, but it's mostly true. <laughs> but it's mostly true. <laughs> you can gauge someone from where they look. So if I'm talking to... So And they can't really help it. And this is the best part of it. They don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So if I'm talking to you, Steph, or I'm talking to someone and I say, uh, if I just catch gauges. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by catching gauges is like, uh, hey, you know, what'd you have for breakfast? And you say, assume I, I'm going to ask you things I, I have no reason to feel that you would lie to me about. Mm -hmm. Right. Hey, so what'd you have for breakfast? Boom. Um, pancakes and sausage. I just noticed she looked up and to the right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but I was talking. I'm, you know, 
thinking about the first car I ever owned. What, what was your first car you ever owned? Boom, up and to the right. It was a, you know, Chevy Camaro, whatever it was. I'm like, all right, up and to the right, up and to the right. I'll ask you probably one more thing that I know you're probably not going to lie to me about. Um, what, what's your favorite wintertime drink? Or what, do, Hey, did you, did you and your family put up Christmas trees? Like, who, who did the Christmas tree? Oh, well, yeah, up and to uh-huh. the right. So I'll know that every time you go to remember something true, something that actually happened, you look up and to the right. I asked you to remember what you had for breakfast, up and to the right. I asked you to remember what your first car was, up and to the right. I asked you to remember a fond Christmas memory, up and to the right. So I know they look up and to the right when they're telling me the truth. Then I'm going to continue the conversation. I'm eventually going to hit you with what I want to know. Did you rob that bank? Where were you when the bank was robbed? Oh, I was... As soon as I see you look up and to the left... I I don't know where you went, <laughs> but I know where you didn't go. And you didn't go to the place you go to honest reflection. Oh, wow. You can gauge it, continue. You can double gauge. Mm-hmm. In other words, I like to just go one place, like just to see, oh, let me see where she, where those eyes go when she, when they're remembering something truthful. Um, and then see if their eyes go somewhere else when I ask them what I want to ask them. Had I said, where were you or were you a part of, where were you when the bank got robbed? Um, Friday night and you say, oh, Friday night and you look up and to the right, you're about to be honest with mm-hmm. me. And so, because that's where you go for that and you don't control that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can go both ways in the sense that you can say, ask the questions you're sure they won't lie to you about and then ask them a couple of questions where they might make it up. The reason why I don't do that is because those are more difficult to have in casual conversations. So it's difficult to make someone make something up in casual conversation. So if you say, um, um, that's pretty cool. Did you, did you see the, the new cat in a hat movie, whatever it is? Could you imagine if like a cat was mixed with a dog and it was a, like an animated person? And then I'll, ha- I'll see where they go when they mm-hmm. have to make things up. What would happen if we, if we combined your Chevy Camaro with a, Nissan Pathfinder. What do you think that would look like? Oh, I don't know. I thought you'd be wherever it is. It, it's it's an unnatural conversation to have. You can find ways to do it, I'm sure, but it's unnatural conversation to have. But if you do have them make something up, you'll see that their eyes go to a different place. Mm-hmm. So then you will have established where their eyes go when they tell the truth and think remember something truthfully versus when they create something in their head. Um. For me, I don't need that much information. I just need to know where you go for the truth. And if you go anywhere other than there, I don't care where you went. I just know you didn't go to the truth. And that's all I need to know. And But if you want to go, they went to the place where they make things up. Well, you're, you're I, I end up with the same information. You're lying to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, how creatively you're lying to me doesn't matter to me. And so, um, but those are those are great gauges for when someone is being deceptive to you. And again, it's not a hundred percent, but consider it a big flag. Um, and yeah, so when we do our show on that, let's, I'll go a little deeper with that yeah. and give some more examples uh, on that kind of stuff. And, and again, where we have to be 
There's also trigger words. There's a lot of people, a lot of words that liars say Mm -hmm. when they're about to lie. They don't know it. They can't help it. And if you know to be listening, you're like, oh, cool. (laughs) I can just wait till the noise stops from their mouth because 100% of what they're about to say is a lie. Oh, that's funny. And they don't even know they're saying it. They, They don't know that they've prefaced with, hey, Steve, I'm about to lie to you. So the story you're about to hear is completely inaccurate. (laughs) They don't know they've said that, but it's totally what they've said. And so you hear that a lot. And there's there's a lot of of words, trigger words, uh, and the positioning of the words that will indicate that you're about to be deceived. Um, And so, uh, and again, not 100%, (laughs) but still pay attention. Uh, And we'll talk about that on that show. But it is really important when we talk about our deceptive nature in that sense and our, our ability to – and we have different words for deception. I, I lie to myself. Mm-hmm. I was trying to convince myself that this was different. I was trying to overlook and hope. And we have a lot of different words that are really just I lie to myself mm-hmm. and that I'm a master of lying to myself. Um, and so when we make fun of it or when we point it out, Sometimes I, I point it out in a devastatingly brutal way. And sometimes there's Kermit the Frog and a laughing face emoji. My point is always to forgive ourselves for being the primates that we are. Forgive ourselves for that primate that we are and know that we have these mechanisms that, you know what, Steph, sometimes we do see the flags and sometimes we do know that there's an issue and sometimes we do know that there's heartache, that there's got to, this is a short game, this person's playing a short game and there's heartache at the end of this. But sometimes, Steph, we're so lonely, we're so sad, we're so confused, we just need one little win in our life that I'll fucking take it. But we have to know that, to recognize that about ourselves, to know that that's what we did. I did see the flags. I did see it. But it had been so long since I had just sat and had a conversation with somebody. It had been so long since somebody was that attracted to me, whatever it is, that sometimes we know the pain is coming, but we'll take it for now. But until we recognize about that, uh, about ourselves, until we don't give it another me, and I had to recognize that I had to go through that because spiritually it was what's going to blow. <laughs> I get it. And I'm for looking at things that way too, in a beautiful poetic way. And I write about that. But also it happened because I allowed it and I have to acknowledge that I allowed it. And why did I allow that? Am I... If I'm allowing it because I see they're playing the short game, then I'm playing the short game too. The difference is they don't know it and I do, so I'm, it double hurts me. So at least I can pay attention and say, no, this isn't worth it. This isn't something that I want to play a short game with. This isn't a way that I want to be treated. No, I don't want to feel like I'm chasing someone. No, I don't want to feel like I'm being disrespected. No, I don't want this wow, 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 wow for now and then it fizzles out and it's nothing. No, I did notice that you act a certain way in these situations. And I am aware that life is long and it presents incessantly these type of situations. 
And so I do have to pay attention to this stuff. I do have to pay attention to myself and my own needs and my own um, healings and and hurts, my my own my own uh, things that hurt me, the things that 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 heal me. And I have to pay attention to the cuts that are healed and the cuts that are still healing. And so in doing that, you can only do that when you pay attention. And for me, paying attention means to laugh at it, to point it out sometimes brutally, um, but mostly, hopefully, to laugh at it and, and put some sort of poetic spin on it, a poetic spin on the, again, you've heard, you've all heard me say it so many times, the poetic spin on the idea that, that we're all just primates and, and we're, we're holding a lit torch looking for fire. That's just so funny. And, and at some point... We have to laugh to heal. Uh, you have to roll in it. Got roll in you it. You got to roll in it. I remember you said something about years ago. It was like when when um, you roll around when in the, the mud. The kid... like piece of pie? That's a moray? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what time is it? Is it time for lunch? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> That's that's me. Too many little Italy uh, days here in New York City. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. Uh, I mentioned I mock everything. Yeah. Uh, It was something about rolling in mud and you just, you know, roll around in it. The kids are rolling around in mud and things like that and having fun and playing. But always uh, just wipe up before coming in. Just you just that's just part of. Yeah, well, that's that's a, that's exactly what what this human experience mm-hmm. is. It is exactly that. It is taking those experiences and combining them, and and and, and recognizing that we are the 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 culmination of all of those things. Yeah. you you are all of that. You you they you are that. You know, when you go, I don't know where where all of you live, but where I live. Uh, antiques there's antique shops everywhere mm-hmm. um and so many antique shops and 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 everything there when they when they um when you see something and it looks beat up and it looks like it's been through hell literally some of it's just washed it's just wood that's been mm-hmm. sitting on the shore forever just washed ashore and now they're charging you 10 grand yeah. for it. it and it and it's just aged beat up lost more battles than it won kind of stuff but when you look at it that way, it adds value to it. And they say it just gives it character. It gives it a story. Well, then why the fuck not you? Hmm. Why are you going into a store and looking at something that's gone through some shit and saying, oh, that adds to its value? Well, that's how I see you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you see you that way? I think it adds to your value when I see people who have just gotten their ass kicked a couple times like I have, who have gotten up and sometimes won, sometimes lost, but they got up, they're showing up, they're here, they're commenting, they're sharing, they're, they're still talking shit. Uh, to me, that's, that adds value to you. That never takes away value to you. There are people in my life who I talk to all the time who, who the stuff that they used to be embarrassed by, they've learned by communicating with me that that's, that's what makes you awesome. That's nothing for you to be embarrassed. That doesn't decrease your value or your worth. That's what makes you badass. That's what puts you in the position to, to help others, to inspire. Remember, it is those of us who have been broken, who become experts at mending. That's why you have this world of fake gurus who haven't been through shit and haven't done shit. 
that are trying to tell you something and it never works. You know why it never works? Because they're, they're writing a map out for you to a place they have never been. You live at home. Or you're, you're, you're getting help in so many other ways. You can't tell someone who's doing this shit on their own how to be if you've never done it. And so, um, for, for me, I love that. And I, I've written about that extensively, Steph, where it's, those are my people. I want the people who have been in that mud, mm-hmm. who have been in the fire, who have mm-hmm. won and lost. I want those people around me because that you know how to win and know how to lose. The people who know how to win, that's, everyone knows how to win. I want to know, I want to know how people who, who know how to lose, who have tried their hardest. People say, try, try, try. There, there are some, there's an uncomfortable truth about this life at times that you can, and this happens in relationships. It's happened to me. It's happened to me on, on numerous occasions. There's a, there's an ugly truth that, in life in general, but this is, this applies to relationships also. There's an ugly truth that sometimes you do try your hardest, Steph, and still lose. Sometimes you do your best and still lose. That sucks. But coming out of that is what adds value to you. There is nothing to be ashamed of. There is nothing to 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 uh, to worry or something that will diminish your value and get away from anyone who makes you feel that way. They are not for you. They're not bad or good. They're just not for you. And so you recognize just like you recognize the value of antiques, just like you recognize the value again of of the 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 um the Grand Canyon. I told you, the Grand Canyon is one of the most visited places in the world. You go down to Vegas and they'll charge you an obscene amount of money to take a helicopter ride over there. Or you can just drive over there and see it and people go and see and it's amazing and it's beautiful. You see endless selfies. Every now and then somebody falls in <laughs> doing a selfie because, again, primates. <laughs> and so we do this. And, and, and what are we seeing, as we call it, uh, as it had, had for decades been known as one of the wonders of the world? We know it's not a wonder, right? Because mm-hmm. we know now, oh, you used to be ocean. Yeah. And you fought a battle with water and got your ass kicked. Water kicked your ass. Mm-hmm. And what we're looking at is the scars of that battle where water had its way with you and dug you up, spit you out, did what it wanted to do with you. And the scars of that losing battle is what we think is so beautiful that we will take a helicopter, we will spend our money and drive to the middle of literally nowhere Mm -hmm. to see how beautiful you are, not because you won, but because you lost. I love that shit. And there are so many grand canyons of people out there who think that their value is diminished because they lost, because life kicked your ass, because a relationship kicked your ass, because you fought a battle, did your best and still came up short. There are so many people out there who are living and walking grand canyons. And there are people like me. Maybe you're not surrounded by them, but you got to find those people. There are people like me who see that and say, that is fucking beautiful. Oh, this, this, this. No, 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 not, not your, 
not the poses, the way that you pose on your social media pictures, not the pictures you allowed. You took a thousand pictures and posted one that you felt adequate about. No, 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 not that. The shit you think is ugly about you, the losses, the scars, the, the, the I did my best and still lost. That's fucking beautiful. And that's what I love about our community. That's what I love about my life and the people around me. Is that there are wins and losses. There are ups and downs. There are times that we are medicine. There are times that we were the poison. But we're still here trying, refining, improving, enhancing our lives. Being better today. If, even if just a little than we were yesterday. But more importantly, recognizing our value is not diminished by the wins or the losses of our past, but it value is based on who we are now and what we surround ourselves and endeavor ourselves to do. That's our value. That makes us beautiful. That makes us powerful. That makes us badass. And if you're anywhere around me, that makes us family. I love you all. Has it been an hour? Yeah. Shit, I talk so much. That that YouTube thing we put up yesterday, like, hey, you wish you could press the YouTube button on people, see how long you have left. (laughs) Most of the people in my life wish they had that one for me. Because for you could talk to me, you could bump into me and I can say hello. (laughs) And it could be that quick. Or I can say hi. And then two hours later, you're hearing, you're still listening to me talk, 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 talk. Um, but yeah, folks, we really appreciate you uh, reading, sharing, uh, and passing this along. I hope you have an amazing day. We come back Monday with something, uh, fantastic actually have, um, don't be surprised if at some point this weekend, there's an impromptu live. Um, and, uh, as we start to uh, build and, and, and start to really take on this page and, and move uh, this page into an epic direction as well. So I hope you all enjoyed. I hope you have an amazing day. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, big hugs from New York. Bye.